G1, you do know that I have this former journalism background and oh yeah, I took advantage of it. I interviewed Tyreek Hill this week. Well, congratulations. What did he say? Well, don't you want to know what I, what do you think I asked him? <laughs> uh, something very analytical, I'm sure. Well, not, not really. Uh, I, I asked him, in my opinion, the most important question someone of my stature and caliber could ask him. I asked him why he didn't go to, to New York to play football. And? You know what? It was very close to happening, man. But just those, just those state taxes, man. You know, I, I realized, you know, I, I had to make a grown-up decision. Welcome to the Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk Podcast. And now, here are your hosts, the two G's, Mark and Drew. No state taxes in Florida, baby. I know. Wasn't that a classic answer? Right. I love that. I saw that earlier this week. Well, we are recording this. We're going into overtime. It is 6 to 6. Hey, Russell Wilson is up to 9 points right now. Hey. Hey, hey I just I just told everyone in the chat that you're going to therapy tomorrow because yeah. you're running back situation. Are you doing okay? I, Are you doing I'm, middle I'm, I'm, I'm doing fine. I was on my way to Columbia to my softball game and I saw the notification pop in that Hines was being evaluated for concussion and I was like oh here we go here we go again what a game I just, yeah. I just thought this is terrible why am I why it's watching that game was to me like watching Missouri bluegrass grow <laughs> in late July it just oh it's what a killer horrendous so, so we wrapped up week number four. Seems like week four. That was a long time ago, but what are some of your takeaways from week four? Takeaways from week four. Um, Stump is human. I I don't mean to call myself out first, but I was very surprised that I came away with a win. Um, it, our, uh, our standings kind of narrowed a little bit uh, across the board. Um, stump, not only is Stump human, he's probably thinking something else of himself right now, <laughs> or I should say of his players. Of, of his running backs, to be specific. Has he broken 120? Uh, if he has, it's been close. Let's see. Week three, Stump scores 117. Week two, Stump scores 113. And week one... Stump scores 122. Oh, um, okay. He's broken 120. Right. Just what a crazy year. And a lot of that's attributed to the running back situation. Right. I mean, probably, he, he, go ahead. I was going to, uh, probably the, the biggest takeaway from this last week, the craziest takeaway was, Okay, I said in the podcast, hey, this game against Miller and and, and uh, NFL football is going to be closer than we expect. I didn't think he was actually going to win. Like, Miller, man, you took him down. Now, unfortunately for Thomas, really unfortunate, this is a big loss for him because he lost Javante uh, Williams for the year with an ACL injury. But great job by Miller to, to set a really good lineup and and make that close and actually edge him out. Yeah. Huge game there. Excellent, excellent game. One of my takeaways is that winning is hard. <laughs> yeah. You you do not take a win for granted and you, anyone can lose. 
and look at what happened to King Thomas. Now, right. he, he, he's probably going to give me a hard time because I jinxed him by calling him King Thomas. So, um, uh, again, it's, 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 it's hard. Uh, any other takeaways? Another big takeaway. I think we knew that. I think we knew this. We had an inkling of this. I think, I think Acme pack was pulling a con on us. He's not tanking. I I repeat just for the whole league to know. Acme pack is not tanking. Okay. Have you seen the trades he's made this year? He is not tanking. He is three and one. And he has a halfway decent team. You know, all he needs is a running back. If you give him one, you give him a top, a a top 10 running back is out of the question. (laughs) Well, he's not going to get a top 10. No one's going to trade him a top 10. If he could get somewhere between uh, a 12, 13, 14, uh, he he needs someone who can give him, uh, he, he needs about 30, points 28 to 30 points in that running chris, back chris i'll trade you the rams backfield for a seventh round pick <laughs> <laughs> yeah right i have one more takeaway and and i even though i've given him up traded him a ceh uh boy you you talk about you talk about not getting love from anyone in the podcast experts universe no one likes CEH. So CEH has good fantasy numbers two weeks ago with no yardage. He had like seven carries, seven, eight carries, no yards. Okay. Leonard Fournette had negative three yards this past week. He still got 18 plus points. No one is talking about him. No one's giving him a hard time. So I, I, it's, it's like, there's some people who just don't like CEH. A lot of people. What's <laughs> crazy is this last week, he got his most of his points on rushing. He actually got a full load. He only had one reception, which we thought that his receiving usage was going to keep him somewhat relevant. But And then look at him, 19 carries, 92 yards. So great job, Elair. And that was even uh, you know, with a game script where we were seeing a lot of uh, what's the backup running back for Pacheco. Chiefs that would, that uh, the rookie? Pacheco. Um, but it's Pacheco. He's he looked really really good in that game. And yet they kept going back to Elair and he paid off. So great job for him, um, kind of beating everyone's expectations. Uh, by the way, I just want to let you know that I noticed this. I wrote this down. I want to say it. My final takeaway is you got your first win. Wow. Finally, so you have, might so, be the only one. So you're one and three, one and three. Okay. We have a brand new segment and we're going to hear from your boss. Are you excited about this? Yeah, let's, let's bring it on. It's time now for our new weekly installment of Landon's Coaching Corner. Kids, you're really going to like this segment. On this week's edition of Landon's Coaching Corner, We're going to hear three ways to never forget to set your lineup. And now, here's Landon. Mort, what the heck is going on? Where is Landon? I'm not sure, G1. Okay, man, just just get it wrapped up, Mort. Sorry, I will. Join us next time on Landon's Coaching Corner on four ways to turn down a trade request from Acme Pack. 
So where was your where was your boss? <laughs> He's been busy. He's been busy. He's been very busy. Well, that was interesting. I, I need Hopefully, to, we can hear from him next week. I think we need to fire Mort. He's not getting his job done. <laughs> not doing the job. It was a complete waste of time. Well, we, we need to be agile. So I always like to have extra material just in case something doesn't happen just like that. So something fell through. So I've got some backup material. So I just thought, Let's play one of my favorite games. Let's play Stump the Expert. Oh, boy. You love Stump the Expert. I'm the worst at it, but bring it on. What do we, what do we got? Okay. The top 10, I was going to say market share report. It's not really market share. It's really the top 10 targets, the wide receivers. The top 10. Ooh. So you're going to get 10 picks, and we're going to see how many of the top 10 you can hit. So we're looking at, I'm trying to guess the the top 10 targets. Top 10 targets. So the, the receivers are getting the most targets. Exactly. Is that, is that correct? Exactly. I'm okay. predicting you're going to get at least five, maybe okay. six. I I think you'll hit five easily. They're going to be two, no matter who. Who do you think is our best knowledgeable NFL NFL expert in this league? Who do you think follows NFL? I would go with Chris Stump or Thomas. Those would be my top three I, for just knowledge. In I general. I'd be shocked if they could get two of these. There are two of these that shocked. The heck out of me. I was not expecting uh, them. Okay. So you go ahead and pick. <laughs> okay. So this, the easiest pick off the top of my head would be Cooper Cup, who Landon has affectionately named uh, Fantasy Jesus as his nickname. <laughs> so he is on my list. Uh, just, a, hey. uh, just a minute. You got, yeah. you got that one right. Okay, moving on after him. Uh, let's go with uh, Tyreek Hill. Oh, my goodness. You got him correct. You got him correct. He's fourth. By the way, Cooper Cup, 54 targets. 54 through four games. Tyreek Hill has 43 targets. Wow, so he's okay. a le- he's 11 lower and Cooper, and then uh, that's mind-boggling. So you got the first two so far, G two. Good job. Okay, I may be totally off base on this, but I'm gonna take a stab and say AJ Brown. I think he had a couple of his games. He had quite a few targets, but I might you've, be completely off on that. You've got to be kidding! He was one of my two Ooh. people. He was <laughs> one of my two people that I thought there's no way he's gonna be picked. Just a heads up, I am not cheating. No. I am looking at people's teams just to have names come to my head, but I'm not looking at any stats. So just so you guys know out there, if you hear clicking, it's just me looking at people's teams so I can remember wide receiver names. And by the way, there there is a wide, there's a big gap between first and 10th. So actually, A.J. Brown is tied for, you could say tied for ninth, but he has 39 targets. Cup has 54. 
That's amazing. That is a that's a gap. Yeah. So so you've done you're three for three so far. Okay. Let's go with uh now I may be wrong on this because he had a couple bad games, but I'm gonna go with Justin Jefferson. Holy cow. He is right after Tyreek Hill. He has forty two okay. okay. targets. You are four for four. All right. I got another one here. You may be wrong, but we'll see. Uh Christian Kirk. We talked about him last week. Uh Christian Kirk is in Correct. All right. First loss. Um, I'm going to go with uh, an interesting play here. Travis Kelsey. Does he make the list? Oh, no. He's not on oh, the Way off. Okay. Ooh. All right. Um, you know what? That doesn't count. Does the, that not count because it's supposed to be the wide receivers only? Wide receivers, yes. Okay. Oh, boy. Um, oh. Oh my gosh. Now it's getting really hard. Give me a name. Give me a name. I'm struggling here. Um, I can't give you a name. (laughs) You got three seconds. Three. Three. Two. One. I'm struggling. Do I need to help you out? Yeah. Throw a a name out there on the board. Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams. Okay. He is after cup. You talk about a, a difference, seven difference. Cup oh, 54, wow. I didn't Devontae that. Adams, 47. Let's just, just go ahead and fill this out. Here's the, here is one of the names. Uh, Chris would have gotten this one right. Hollywood Brown is third okay. at 45. So Hill, Tyreek Hill is fourth. Justin Jefferson is fifth, sixth. This this one surprised me. C.D. Lamb. I would not have C.D. guessed Lamb. that. That would have been not, yeah, I would not have guessed that. Here is the next one at 41, Stefan Diggs. That so one, I, was, I would have I, thought, I had thought I about his name just because he's a big name as a wide receiver, but I know he'd had some down games. I, just, I, I didn't think he was going to make the list. 41. I would have thought you'd have picked him. Uh, Jamar Chase. Oh, wow. Even Jamar Chase makes the list. Okay. Here's one you're not going to get. Now, this is the one that Chris would not get it. Stump would not get it. No one would get it. In fact, I don't think any of the experts that we listen to on fantasy football podcasts would get this one right. So you don't even know his first name. <laughs> I'm looking at the last name and I'm struggling. Garrett Wilson. Garrett, Garrett Wilson? Wilson from the New York Jets. Wow. Did you wow. know his lowest target total is six? And did you know that Hill has had less than six? There are several in this top 10 that have had four. I think uh, Cup's lowest target count is seven. Yeah, Garrett Wilson, his lowest target count is six. Wow. So he is, he's what, tied for ninth. Really interesting list. Uh, you know, since, you know, you don't always see in the stats the uh, the number of targets they get. If you have them on your team, you're probably, you might have a better idea, but I did not guess some of these names. Before we wrap up, before we wrap up Stump, the expert, I want to throw one more question at you. What team, now this is a team, what team has the highest target share to tight ends? Ooh, highest target share to tight ends. 
Now, your first guess is going to be a good one. I know who you're going to pick. Well, there's a thought with the Chiefs. However, I'll, I'll give you a hint. Uh, okay. The Chiefs, give me are, a hint. the Chiefs are second, so they're not first. Chiefs are second. Okay. Um, the Ravens seem like a good option. Exactly. Exactly. Mark Andrews, 49%. Wow. Oh, 49. Wow. So ha- half the passes. That is insane. That's oh, wild. yeah, because they also have uh, outside of uh, their number one their, uh Don't they have a rookie tied in on their team that's actually gotten uh, a little bit of usage, too? Isaiah likely. He, yes. You know, he is so talented. I'm actually shocked that he's on the waiver wire. I he, thought about he, picking him up, but he, I don't have space. He is really I mean, th- this if 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 you were an NFL pro team, you would want Isaiah likely. I mean, I know enough about football. This, this, he is a specimen and, uh, it just happens to be, he's playing behind <laughs> right, the, the one, one of, of the, the best, best tight ends. In fact, he's one of the top 100. Pl- I think Mark Andrews, like number 36, uh, number, uh, top hundred players in the league. Uh, is that, is that voted on by players, by, coaches or both but i'm not sure who does that right but i think again i think mark andrews his number is 35 36 so it just happens to be that his lottery ticket well i get to play behind <laughs> yeah. him uh there was talk i even think uh, during the off season that or after the draft that he might line up uh as a wideout. now i don't watch ravens football but i think sports illustrated talked about that and so I don't know if that's happened or not, but one of my best good friends is a Ravens fan. He says, oh man, he is so good. So anyway, let, let's move on. When when I was prepping for our picks, I noticed something about some of the scoring. So what I want to talk about briefly is we've already been talking about earlier in the season our picks for the top four. Well, I think now we can pick, I I have an opinion. There is a lock for at least three of the four positions, a lock. And I'm going to tell you who the three are. We already know who one of them is. It's the commission. King King Thomas. Happy birthday, Thomas, by the way, from yesterday. But after doing this little assignment for myself, again, this is a result of me working on the picks uh, for this week. I've come to the conclusion that Landon is a lock for the top four. Now, I need to qualify something here. Injuries, health. Mm, So I'm making the assumption that the people that are being started today, they're going to be healthy and there's a player or two is going to go down for a week or two. I'm just saying, based on the lineups, the starters they have today, these other two are locks. Landon is a lock. So here, here's a number that they're at you. Through the first four weeks, Thomas's starters, his starters, if his lineup is set the way he's going to start him this weekend, his starters, not counting kicker or the defense, 600 points. He's a top wow. dog. Yes. Landon, if you take his starters. Now, I had to tweak something. He's got Michael Gallup. Well, he he 
been hurt. So uh, I need a comparable. So I put in, I put in Noah Brown, Noah Brown sure. had 51 points. So that's right. nothing to, I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at. And then JK Dobbins, he doesn't have a, a comparative. So I went ahead and plugged him in. So if you include Dobbins, who just has the one week and using Noah Brown, who it's going to be Michael Gallup. If you just take his starters, 546 points. Now, again, that that's, that's more than a 50 point difference but again, that's because he didn't have no uh, Michael Gallup the first three right. games. He didn't have a healthy J.K. Dobbins. I'm just saying, this is a this is a deadly lineup. Not dead. I mean, it's he's gonna he's gonna flick off some people for the rest of the season. Do you and, like his lineup? Yeah. And right now, Landon, you're looking really smart for having traded it away. Um, says Dad Padford. <laughs> Yeah. Um, the way he's looking like, uh, th- I think that's the best move you could have made. I know when you first did it, I was, you know, kind of questioning because it seemed like you, you maybe didn't get enough for in return, but oh my gosh, uh, looking really horrendous in St. Louis, the only person he's targeting, which thank goodness for you is Cooper cup. Um, <laughs> even Matthew Barry on his podcast today was ma- he making a joke, how <laughs> Cooper cup was on the sideline for, for, <laughs> for one series. And he made the joke that he was still getting targeted still getting, on the yeah. sideline. Yeah, it's crazy. What I so, want, or go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Well, I was just going to say one more thing about Landon's team. This is without having Jamar Chase gone off yet. Yeah, we've not yeah, exactly. seen the best of Jamar Chase. So at some point in time, people are going to get smart. Oh, we're going to double up on T. Higgins. So T. Higgins has had a good season. So I mean, no surprise there. You can you can have two really good wideouts on that Bengals team, but again, Jamar Chase is we've not seen his best yet. The only concern I have is is a Hawkinson. Which 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 tight end is going to show up? Is it going to be the one from last week? Now that he's not going to replicate last week, but is this going to be the guy that's going to give you 10, 12, 13 points week after week after week? I so I think he's a good option just because they have one of the worst defenses in the league. They have put up, I think, the most points in the league offensively because they have to. So they're going to have to be coming from behind a lot. And I think Hawkinson is a good option. We already know he's a good tight end, uh, especially with uh, Amon Ra St. Brown down. Exactly. I think, I think I think Hawkinson needs to be a lineup block for Landon. And if he he does that, I think he's going to get some production. You know, maybe not thirty nine points, but ten to ten to fifteen. At least, well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Also, in uh, late November, that's about right when Jamison Williams is going to be coming back, and so we'll see what that target share looks like. So, Landon, you're a lock. You are in the top four. The other team that's a lock is Joe Ryan. Uh, he, if you take his starters, and I'm using Curtis Samuel and Corey Davis. If you include those in his starting lineup, the starting lineup he has right now, 573. Again, Thomas, 600 points. So I'm saying Joe Ryan, he has 573. Again, he if Derrick Henry can stand, if he can stand on his two feet, be the Derrick Henry of old, JR is a lock. One other thing, Devonta Smith. <sighs> I think he's going to have ups. He's going to have downs. He's going to have 
He's going to be up. I think down. I think it's like having a Mike Williams on your team, with, like Thomas has. It's a good point. But I'm just saying he has, and I have to play him this week, and I am not looking forward to playing him. I didn't want to play Caress, and I don't want to play Joe Ryan. <laughs> and when I have these feelings, it means I usually get beat. So uh, he he's going to win nine games. I think Landon's going to win eight or nine. Joe Ryan's going to win eight or nine. That's in. So again, my locks are Thomas, obviously Landon, Jr. I think that four spot is open to maybe three or four different teams. I think Chris can sneak in. He still needs. I still think he needs a running back. It's it's going to hurt down the line, especially when you're getting bye weeks. I can see him losing a couple of games because he didn't have that one extra person. But maybe if he continues to win games, maybe he's looking for that one more trade to do. He does have draft picks. He does. It's Does he want to relinquish any one of them? It depends on how greedy he is for <laughs> draft picks uh, next week. So do, do are you agreeing with my... I think that that's super interesting, and I, I don't disagree with you. I think you potentially are right up there with them. Uh, I think you've had a great start to the year already and you've put up some good point totals outside of then, you know, this last week was a little bit rough, but I think, I think you are right there. Anthony has also had a good start to the season. So maybe, maybe uh, there's a little bit of turning of the tide there. If he continues his momentum and doesn't have any injuries, he did kind of gain a little bit of depth with his, with the trades he made in the last week. So he does, potentially have some flexibility even if he does have some injuries. So interesting to see if Anthony can kind of keep on the steam and, and get more wins and maybe be top four. Maybe, maybe he'd be the fifth guy. It'll be interesting. So let's uh, move on and let's talk about, let's talk about, I know what we want to talk about. This is going to be interesting. How many, how many, players have scored less than 100 this year. First of all, how does it feel to score under 100? That's embarrassing, isn't it? <laughs> it's happened multiple times throughout the league, our league, though. It's, it's, happened, it's been rough. It's, ha- it's happened twice so far this year. I think it did it happen most recently to JB this past week. I think he had like 98 points. Now, by the way, that's not the lowest total. It's, yeah, it, JB had his had his ninety eight, and then Landon. Uh, had, I think Landon, Landon had ninety three ninety point seven four points the week before. And it's first of all, it's embarrassing. Very, in fact, even when you score between one hundred and one hundred and ten, that's embarrassing. At least get to one hundred and twenty. It's still embarrassing, but anything under one hundred and twenty to me is just. Well, to put this into perspective, again, we're having some fun. So it's a late Thursday night. Got to have a little fun. So I went to the waiver wire. <laughs> I know where this is going. <laughs> I went to the waiver wire, filled out a lineup. And, and here's what I have. I took the best. I took the best <laughs> players available. And boy, oh, it, no. it is bad right now. Uh, Jameis Winston, 22 points. That's not too bad. It's really not too bad, but... Now we need two running backs, uh, McKinnon and Moss, nine and six, respectively. <laughs> okay. okay, now we need a couple of wide receivers. 
Hardman and Aguilar, nine and nine, need a tight end. Hurst, is, is that from Cincinnati? Aiden Hurst, yep. It's nine. Now, by the way, the wide receivers are so terrible. The next best players for the flex are tight ends. <laughs> so they got Lane yep. Thomas, and is it Cameron? Cameron Bright? Yes. Nine and nine. Why the heck is Nick Folk on the waiver wire? I can't believe it. He's at nine. Miami is at nine. You add up all those points, you get an even 100 points. Imagine having that <laughs> team doing better than the two guys we've had score. So, so what you're saying is next time someone in our league complains about there being no one on the waiver wire, Exactly. Look at your own team and look how bad your team is to score under 100 points in a week. Exactly. Okay, let's do, before we do our picks for the week, I want to put you on the spot. Oh, no. I think you're well known for being the fun, easygoing kind of guy. Well... I've been talking to the producer this past week, and we need to get our ratings up. We need some controversy. <laughs> so what better person to help to create that controversy when you're probably the least controversial person in this league? I mean, you're the guy who's known as everyone loves Drew. Everyone loves Drew. So I thought, let's put him on the spot. Maybe we can create some controversy and drum up some ratings. So you ready to go? You have no idea what we're going to do, do you? I have no idea. Audience, I have no idea. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. Your team is one and three. It could be two and three after this week, or it will be (laughs) one and four. So we can say that it's a fact you're looking up, right? Yes. Okay. Let's see how much you like your team. Go to the standings, go to sleeper, go to league, go all the way, scroll down, look at the standings. Let's just start with King Thomas. Would you trade your entire team flat out for King Thomas's team? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. There we go. Who is? Number two is MLB. Would you trade your team straight out for MLB's team? Probably. Probably. Really? Possibly. Prob- I mean. Interesting. I get, you don't like my team, do you? No, I do. That's why I said probably. Okay. But you were def- you were absolutely certain, no doubt, when you said yes to. Yeah. Have you seen Thomas's team? Well, yeah, but. Okay. All right. Thanks. Okay. How about uh, Anthony? No. No. I like his team, but no. No. Interesting. No. Uh, do we need to go? Who would be next? Joe Ryan. We got we got Acme Pack next. Actually, oh, Acme Pack. If it's including his draft picks no, next no, year, no, no picks. Just his team straight just, up. Just his team straight up. Uh, it's hard because his running backs are so slim. But I mean, what can I say? I'm one and three, and he's three and one. So I would highly consider it. Highly consider it. <laughs> Okay, are we going to pick Landon or uh, Joe Ryan? We got Joe next, according to to what I got here. Okay. 
I would highly consider Joe's team. Um, outside of the the dud he put up this last week, his team is super solid. Okay, stacked. Yes, your boss. I would decently consider Landon's team. Decently, You've especially got- because of his wideouts, he <laughs> has a great quarterback situation. Probably a decent tight end situation. Good I like his team a lot. Yes, I do too. I do too. Who's next? We got Stump. (laughs) I would say right now, no. He is struggling to put up more than 110 points each week. He has a really tough running back situation right now. Jonathan Taylor is injured. He hasn't been productive. Do we know when he comes back? It's week to week, sounds like. So it's hard to say. They will have a little bit extra rest time until the next, next week, but... It's tough to say, and they don't have a bye week until I think week fourteen. So he's he, if they want to get him healthy, he might have to skip another other week. It's hard to say. Is Dylan next? Uh, Dylan would be next. Uh, I will keep my team over Dylan's oh, team. Oh, I'm sure that's going to be a nice conversation next um, time you two. Yeah, talk. I'm sure he's fine with Maybe, it. Maybe I don't think he listens it's, to the podcast. Oh, he does. No, he does. Oh, he, he does. does. He, does. he does. So he's going to, so he's not going to be happy with you. I think I know the next one, JB's team. Uh, That's a no. You mean you that is a no. You don't want Christian McCaffrey. I like Christian McCaffrey, but uh, that's almost it. There's a couple other good players on his team, but he just does not have the depth. Doesn't have the, uh, yeah, does not have the depth for me to to consider wanting to trade for his team. So this is interesting. Well, let's see if we drum up some ratings with that. Did, did, <laughs> how did you like that? How did you like? That was the, interesting. That was interesting. I hope I wasn't. I hope I was controversial enough. <laughs> I'd be curious to ask everybody now, Thomas. You go. I don't think Thomas once. wants to trade for no, anyone else's team. No, 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 no. <laughs> That'd be nine no's. It's like no, 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 no. He's, he's waited his whole life for the team that he has right now. <laughs> it's 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 good, it, it, and it's like. So Williams goes down, and what he he's got it's like, like oh no, he's got fifteen. Let running me put backs. in my other top Let, top what, ten running back. My other top fifteen running backs is like he's not even sweating. Holy cow! Well, I just need to let that play for a little bit. That is so inspiring. It's really good. I love it. Okay. So in my opinion, the game of the week is Acme Pack in Landon. I why, like it. Why would I say that? Uh, we got a 3 and one team. We got a 2 and 2 team. Um, uh, interesting wide receiver battle. Um, we got Cooper Cup on one side, Justin Jefferson on the other side. Um, what could be some other reasons for you? I think, well, first of all, Landon, he has between quarterback and two wideouts. Those three alone could score 100 points. Well, guess what? Chris has a couple of wide receivers. And his quarterback, just those three or any combination could have 100 points just between. So, again, we talked about his running back situation. If his wide receivers go way, way off, he could put up a 150 or 160. So Landon right. has to 
I still think the edge on paper goes to Landon because of the running back situation. I'm just saying this could be a fun, I think for all of us in the league watching now Landon may Agreed. not, he's going to be stressed, but I, I think this is, could be potentially a great, it could be the best game of the week. Agreed. I think Chris has a little potential struggle with, with Drake London. I don't think they're winning Marcus Mariota to throw ball very much in Atlanta. I think that could cap London a little bit. Uh, Olave is also dealing with a backup quarterback situation as well. Um, I don't know how much didn't hurt he gets him, looks. Did not with, uh, hurt him last week. Nope. It did not yeah. hurt him. Not at all. Okay. So who you? Who are you? I'm, I'm going to go with Landon on that pick. You? Same here, but... I don't think it. There, there, it's we have to quit saying it's an ups. It's not an upset if if Chris wins. It's not. So I, I'm going with uh, just because of the running back situation. Okay, yoga, yoga, and Miller time. So this is an emotional one for me. I I am all Team Miller here. I want Team Miller to win this game. I'm gonna give the edge to him. I don't have any facts to back that up. I just I want Miller to win this game. I want him to go four and one. How cool would that be? You know, I was a little surprised that Doc did not play Melvin Gordon. I really thought he would. I thought so too. But it and turned out he did. So far, uh, again, okay, we're recording this after the game is over. Gordon put up thirteen point three, pretty solid for like a you know a flex quarterback or a running back situation. Yeah, but he's he's had nine in regulation. So right. oh, it, <laughs> so he ended up getting a few more after. Uh, in NOT. So I was a little surprised. So I, I, I still think Anthony has the edge, but it's not going to be an upset one way or the other. I, again, I'm, I'm going to give Anthony uh, the slight edge as, as well. I wanted to pull hard for Jake. I don't know. If, I don't know if Jake listens to the show or not. I wanted to pull for him, but here's the situation with him. I I looked at all of his wide receivers to see, look at the matchups and some of his wide receiver matchups are not great. They're not great. And, and obviously he didn't have Jonathan Taylor. So yeah, I think Thomas is catching Mr. Stump at a good time. I agree with that one. I'm going with Thomas on this one. Okay. I already told you who's going to win this next game. Uh, MLB or JR? JR. By the way, I have not set my lineup. lineup. I'm faking him out. So I think Sleeper has me projected at 150-something. And I think he's at 151. And he's at 157. So I'm, I'm... stalling. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to have some strategy, psychological warfare. So I'm not going to set my lineup until early Sunday morning. Just Here's to- the thing I like, I like about your team. Uh, Jacksonville against Houston. Uh, I see Jacksonville taking the lead on this game and when they're in the lead, they're showing that they do like to run the ball a lot. Yes. I think Robson has another big game um, outside of last week. He's done that this year. Uh, so I really like that play. I think Barkley's the best offensive player on the Giants. Um, they may have their quarterback back. I'm running a complete blank on his name right now. 
Um, but he might be back this Sunday, but we don't know how well he's going to do. I think there might be a lot of running involved, uh, getting Barkley involved there. Um, I, I like your situation here. I'm going to, are you, are you taking Joe on this one? Are yes. you t- okay. I want to, I'm going to go with you on this one. I'm going to, I'm going to pick you. This is going to be a really close game. I think this could theoretically be also the game of the week. I think it could be a close game. I'm a little, I, I'm just snake bitten. So I scored 120 points. For me, that was embarrassing. Best ball, I think it would have been a 180s last week. And and so I, I've got the personnel. I just I, I just can't start them right. And, and I listen to the experts. It's tough. It's frustrating. Very. Fr- it's, this is a very humbling game. And I hate. But by the way, I, I, I will say Joe Ryan has to deal with some of the same things. He got some player on his players on his bench that potentially could have good games, and so he's having to make you know some of those tough decisions that may go the wrong way for him as well. Here's the deal. Here's the deal. Stephon Diggs is going to have like 40 points that game. Now the the good thing is at least is partially offset by my quarterback. So if Diggs has big game, right, so, right. so does Josh. You Allen. hope for a big running game from Allen. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. G2 against the flight gate. I know well, I'm picking there. If we were doing the podcast about 3 hours ago, then I would have picked myself. I'm still picking you. I, he's got uh, he's got some holes in his lineup this week. He does, but he also hasn't he, he probably will end up setting his lineup and take Patterson out and put in someone else. And so his projection is higher than me. Um I want to oh know my gosh. I want to know if the commish goes in and sets his lineups. His lineup on <laughs> I'm on sure they get I'm sure it'll get taken care of. Um I'm going to go with JB on this one just because I had such a sore spot with Wilson oh, getting 9 points. Goodness. And uh Neheim Hines getting a concussion in the first quarter, getting me 1.8. Again, it's there's a little bit of a, a cheat there already knowing that they've scored as so low as they have. Um I'm going to give JB the edge just because I don't think I can come back. I don't think Johnson's going to have the game he needs to have. New quarterback having to go against Buffalo, I think that just stinks. That's that's a tough start for uh, for Pickens. Um, I'm a little bit worried about that. So you think it's going to be not confident Pickens. yet in Metcalf? I think he's going to get targets, but I don't know if I don't know. I think New Orleans defense is still halfway decent. I have to look that up, but I don't I don't trust Metcalf yet. I'm I'm going with JB on this one. There you have it. So I'm you're we're both picking Landon over Chris. We're both picking Miller over Yoga. We're both picking King Thomas. I pick JR, you pick G three. I pick G two, you picked Deflate Gate. So Wait, there. G G three, is that right? Oh, I but you know what? <laughs> I own a I own a company that has G three in its name. That that was a <laughs> my, my bad. My bad. My, my bad. Well, I want to say thanks for listening, and you've got the final word, G2. Good night and goodbye, and I hope the rest of your week is better than the Thursday night football game tonight. Thank you for listening to Vietnam Fantasy Football Talk with the two Gs, Mark and Drew.